G'day, it's Sunday, I'm Scott Gibbons and this is On The Road. So if you're ready to be on the road, I'm ready to be on the road, let's get on the road together and we're going to learn all about caravans and motorhomes and maybe some camper trailers and tents and places to go and see. We're going to explore Australia together. This is going to be fun. If you're ready, fasten the seatbelt, we're on the road. G'day, it's Sunday, I'm Scott Gibbons, we're on the road together and it's Anzac weekend and Anzac weekend means it's a weekend of just being thankful because it's so easy to complain so easy and I've seen so many people stressing about being housebound the last little while and yes we love to be on the road of course we love to be on the road but we've got to do the right thing and the people who did the right thing were all those heroes through all the wars that Australia has been involved in who have given their time and in many cases sacrificed their whole life for us for us to have the freedom so that we can hit the road so that we don't have a reason to complain and that's what this weekend is all about, is praising them and praying for them and thanking them for what they did because they're the reason that we can be on the road. They're the reason that we have a free Australia and they're the reason that we're not speaking German or Japanese. So for them, we say thank you. And when we're saying thank you, the other thing we've got to do is consider all about Australia today. So yes, we've had those wars, but there are wars still going on, and some of those wars are so simple. I don't know whether you've seen Dick Smith's latest thing, and Dick Smith has, go to a Facebook page called Anarchy, write this down, Anarchy, A-N-A-R-C-H-Y, 4x4, A-N-A-R-C-H-Y, 4x4. It's on Facebook, Dick Smith, who is the most Australian of Australians, and what he's found out, and it's just amazing because with all the fires, we were told, get out there, get out there and see Australia, get, go to the country town, stay in a country town, stay in a motel, go to a resort, do something where you can spend money. And the thing you've got to do, and this is what you'll learn when you go to Anarchy 4x4 on Facebook, is that often... As Australians, we're told on the TV every night, basically every night, go to this particular hotel site, this particular discount site, this particular place that has more rooms available than anybody else, this place that'll give you more discount. And yet, and yet, 20 to 30% of the money that you're spending is going straight to the USA. Even though you're buying, say, as Dick says, a little motel in Mudgee, they have to spend the money to get onto those websites and then those websites are just taking it to some billionaires overseas in America. So the thing to do, the thing to do when we're spending our money and we're going to those country towns, don't go to those websites. Don't do it. Just go onto the web and you might have to go into page four, five or six to find the name of the motel that you want. And when you find the name of the motel, book direct. Book direct through them so that that extra 20 or 30%, which is a zillion a zillion dollars stays back here in Australia so that those little motels can employ more people and give you a better service. So that's what this weekend is all about. It's all about looking after Australia. It's all about being on the road as Australians. If we're going to be on the road, put the money into Australian pockets because I think that's what we've got to do. Now, the other thing if you're on the road is to be aware of how to stay alive and how to stay alive. Bearing in mind, Australia is one of the driest continents just, and it's a serious challenge to explore it without having water. And Bob Cooper, who is a, a, a survival guru, he spent 30 years teaching people how to survive in situations where they would otherwise just die. 
his his survival courses are just amazing. And one of the things he talks about is how much water is needed. So you've got to have bushcraft, yeah. But he said the five things you've got to have, and here's the important part. He says anything with a battery that you've got is going to die. Anything with a battery is going to die. So the things that you've got to allow before anything else is water. That's number one. Shelter, warmth, signals, and food. And that's the order that he tells you about. Because in most cases, water is the thing where people mismanage water. Two litres of lost fluid can lead to a 25% reduction in your cognitive function. That is your ability to think rationally. Because your brain needs the water. So a lot of people, they're just sipping water. They just sip, sip, sip. Whereas you've actually got to drink some water. You've got to drink some water, not just sip, sip, sip. So if you sip slowly, that tiny amount of water is going to be used up immediately by other bodily functions. It'll go to other organs that also need it, but it's not getting to your brain. So he explains that dehydration is one of the most horrible experiences that anyone could ever go through. And then you can get dehydration dementia. So it's experienced when severe dehydration of the brain occurs, leading to a decline in mental functions, hallucinations, even seizures. So people can do fairly bizarre things when they're dehydrated. So uh, that's very, very important. So make sure that you drink the water. Don't just sip the water. Drink it. Very, very important. And if we're going to have very, very important things, then we've got to celebrate Anzac Day. And I think we'll do that with Lee Kernigan. He got together with Shepard and Guy Sebastian and Jessica Malboy and Shannon Knoll. And he did Spirit of the Anzacs. And I think you're really going to appreciate what Anzac Day is all about. So here's Spirit of the Anzacs, Lee Kernigan, Shepard, Guy Sebastian, Jessica Malboy, Shannon Knoll. And it's just a terrific way to start off the day. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. It's Sunday. It's Anzac weekend. It's great to be with you. We just gonna, and we've got so much lined up on this show for you. So much lined up for this show. So you enjoy Spirit of the Anzacs. Good to be with you. He's a drover drifting over Western Plains. He's a city lad, a clock down Flinders Lane They're in the trenches at Lone Pine And on the Flanders firing line A wheeling band of ordinary men He's on a van He's one of us Born beneath the Southern Cross Oh, 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 oh,
the Anzacs, proud and strong. Spirit of the Anzacs, we'll live on and on. and we have to thank them and now we have new heroes as well which are all the medical teams and the emergency teams and the people who go out of their way to help us through this coronavirus thing so those people who are every day leaving their homes to go to help our Australians our nation get through this We've got to say thank you. The police, the police are just amazing. The ambos, the fireys, the nurses, the doctors, the scientists, the people who are sitting in labs going through all this yucky stuff. Thank you to them because they too, they are amazing heroes. So everybody that's involved, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, speaking of thank yous, I, I didn't give you the address uh, for, for Bob Cooper, and I think I should be doing that because you, if you've got your pencil handy, write this down because it's bobcoopersurvival.com, bobcoopersurvival.com, and you'll find uh, there's training courses there. He's got a shop there so that you can buy some books and hints and whatever. He'll tell you all about his instructors and, and there's testimonials in there, there's galleries in there, there's a blog in there. You've got so many things that if you're going out back, then go and have a look at Bob Cooper Survival. I think that would be excellent. Another good bit of suggestion. I was talking to Jimmy this week, and Jimmy said, Scotty, what are you doing about your tyres? Are your tyres being looked after? Are you keeping them protected? What a great question. I thought I've got to share that with everybody who's listening to the show because your tyres age. So you think you're not using the vehicle, so you're not wearing them out. Well, yes, you are because they're being hit by the sun. So we've got to cover those tyres up so that they are protected from the sun. It's the sun that kills your tyres. And tyres only last a certain age anyway. So if they're just sitting there, if you haven't done a trip for some time, and hey, we're not allowed to do a trip, so we don't know how long yet before they give us that, that chequered flag to go again. But when they do, make sure that your tyres are protected. So thank you, Jimmy, for that. I've, I've got that sorted. Now, one of the other things that I've got to be talking about is... is there's an Australian-made product which is called, and again, grab your pencil for this one because it's Niagara, N-I-A-G-A-R-A, Niagara, N-I-A-G-A-R-A, spelt the same way as Niagara Falls, but it's called Niagara Therapy, an Australian company, manufacturing in Australia. What do they manufacture? 
all of their goods are a class 2 medical device manufactured to the highest standards in Queensland. And what do they do with them? They sell them not only to Australia, they sell them not only to New Zealand, but they export them. Australian products, they export them through Asia. Just phenomenal. Now, their products, here's how good they are, because this is what you want to know what they do. If you've got aches or pains or arthritis or whatever it be, go to their website and have a look at their product range, read about the medical research, read about their history, read the testimonials, read how they care about their customers because their products are so terrific. Now what they do, and they can't do it right now, they actually come to you. They'll come to you and do a whole demonstration for you. They'll give you the massage with with the piece of machinery. And it's a beautiful piece of machinery. And again, it's Australian made. Now, how good are they? This is the most important part. This is the most important part. They are that good. They are that good that the major sporting teams, major sporting teams, use them. So if you go in there, you'll see that the Cats use them. You'll see that the Broncos use them. You'll see the South Sydney Rugby League team use them. They use their equipment. And why do they? Because it's a cycloidal vibration therapy, cycloidal vibration. It's multidirectional and it's a vibration therapy. So if you go into niagara.com.au and just send them an email, ring them up, do whatever, book in for when they can come back out to you and show you the equipment, they're going to be fabulous for you. So that's terrific. You look after them, niagara.com.au, because they will look after you. Now, some people, here's one of the things that you want to learn about is how to make some money when you're on the road. Now, again, I was going through Caravan and Motorhome, and they have a couple of people in there, Trina and Ray Morris, and they did a whole bit of research on this, which I thought was excellent. So what they're saying is before you leave, one of the best pieces of advice before you leave to go on your big trip is to prepare your finances before you leave. So get your finance sorted, get your superannuation sorted, know exactly what sort of money you've got coming in and what sort of money needs to be going out. And one of the things they suggested was getting yourself an ABN, an Australian business number, so and get a police check done because people will be willing to put you on easily or more easily if you like because it saves them having to worry about tax and super and work cover and all the things and make sure that you are fine. So that's a beaut, beaut bit of suggestion. So when it comes to retiring... Uh, Some nomads choose to live off their investments or their superannuation payouts or their rental incomes, whereas others, they can manage their travel comfortably with a little bit of other money coming in. Maybe their pension, maybe they've got some rental, whatever it be. And then you've got to know where you're going, how to stretch that pension out. What sort of experience have you got? So sometimes you'll see a job and it says only those with experience need apply, but your career path might not be easily relocated or transportable. So consider, in advance, consider retraining or multi-skilling before you leave. So you can do some studies, as we're all doing now, online. So you can do those online, and you might you might study uh, various things where you can volunteer, or you can work as a casual in the tourism industry or the agricultural industry or retail or hospitality. So before you leave home, you've now got something where you can say, yes, I have experience. How clever is that? And it can make all the difference between you winning the job and somebody else getting the job. I think that's clever. And then have a look at what TAFE, the institutions of TAFE, what they're offering. And you can do some courses with them online as well. That's brilliant. 
And then it's a matter of doing what you do best. So retirees can still put in a day's work here or there. You can bring home the bacon. Uh, some people, uh, they're, they're doing other things as well. So farmers are always looking for casual harvester or tractor operators. Uh, they might need a truck driver. And they might need a nomad with particular skills. Maybe you can help out at the local vet or the medical pharmacy or dental roles or whatever it be. So you've got different skills that they're, they're going to need. Uh, you, there are people who are doing really well when they pull into a free camp, they put up their sign that says, hey, we do massage or we do hairdressing or computing or beauty treatments or financial advice or dog training or maybe even RV maintenance, mechanical, auto electrician, handyman services, tutoring, Tai Chi, maybe even dance classes, maybe even exercise workshop. There's some way that maybe you can make some extra money on the road. And some people, <laughs> some people have done this and, and they've started earning too much money. <laughs> so they've had to back off. But you can also pick up seasonal work, maybe picking fruit or you know berries or grapes or whatever you can work on a grain or vegetable or cotton farm uh, some people you can might go to the local IGA and get a job there because they're always needing staff especially on weekends and public holidays and you know you're on holidays anyway so another day is just another day to you caravan park caretakers they're often in high demand so there's positions in maybe in a remote roadhouse or an outback station you might be a, a cook or a cleaner or a nanny or a tutor you might be a stock hand uh, you know you've got you've got things to do you know they need caretakers to look after their stock and their pets while they take a break so you know you can volunteer they might give you free free space for your van they might give you free electricity, other things. So, you know, there's always incentives that can work it. But if you've got a hobby, then you can use that. You know, some people, one, one lady they were talking about, she took her sewing machine and some fabric and she started making enough money that she was funding their fuel bill. So <laughs> that's good. So there's things that you can do. So you can make money while you're on the road. So how do you find the work? Well, you've got the happy hour circle, of course, and, and then you've got Grey Nomads, the, the greynomadsjobs.com, fruitpickingjobs.com.au, uh, caretakeraustralia.com.au. There's a whole range of jobs advertised and things to do, so you could subscribe if you want to work about Australia, work about Australia. There's Facebook pages, there's Gumtree ads. So you can get onto your computer, go seek them out, have a little look, and there's always, you know, there's everything that you can do. There's things out there. So I think that's I think that's amazing. I think you're going to have a real good time on the road. I think you're going to have a real good time on the road and you can make a quid doing it. So if you need to do that, then you do it. So don't forget niagaratherapy.com or niagara.com.au. Look after them. That's fabulous. And we've got a little bit of music coming up for you now. I think you're going to enjoy this one. I think you really will. It's True Blue. John Williamson, because it's all about Australia, isn't it? So here's True Blue, John Williamson. You enjoy that. It's Scott Gibbons. It's Sunday. We're on the road. It's Anzac weekend. We'll be back with you real soon. You enjoy John Williamson, True Blue. My True Blue Don't say you've gone So you've knocked off for a smoker And you'll be back later on Hey, True Blue Hey, True Blue 
leave it to me straight Face to face Are you really disappearing Just another dying race Hey, true blue Is it me and you? Is it mom and dad? Is it a cockatoo? Is it standing by your mate? When he's in a fight Or will she be right? Can you bear the load? Will you tie it up with wire Just to keep the show on the road? Hey, true blue Hey, true blue I'll be fading Is your heart still there? If they sell us out like sponge cake Do you really care, hey, true blue? True blue Is it me and you? Is it mom and dad? Is it a cockatoo? Is it standing by your mate? When she's in a fight Or will she be right? True blue I'm asking Hey, True Blue, John Williamson. Hey, True Blue. Isn't that just a butte song? Now, butte things. Diesels. We all love our diesels. If you've got a diesel, I know you love it. But the exhaust, the particulate filter, what sort of care do you need for that? So Birrima Diesel, Andrew from there, says what you need, anyone buying a new diesel from about um, 2017 onwards, uh, they'll be buying some of the latest diesel technology available. And most of the technology is good. 
but it can lead to misunderstandings due to its complexity. So a case in point is what he calls the soot filter, and that's on nearly every 2017 onwards diesel that's been sold. And the soot filter is called a diesel particulate filter or a DPF for short, diesel particulate filter or a DPF for short. And it's designed to catch well over 90 plus percent of the exhaust soot. In fact, no visible soot, according to him, should get past it. So does it need cleaning? Well, it's looked after by the engine management system and cleans itself while you drive. So during driving and even at idle, a tiny amount, tiny amount of extra diesel is added to the outgoing exhaust gases and that volatile mix catches on fire within the DPF and burns out the build-up of soots. Now, in a perfect world, you can monitor this burn with sensors. So you can monitor it with sensors, and when the engine's computer is happy, the DPF is clean. Now, the process then just stops. However, however, in reality, there's varying driving conditions, and that may cause a burn to not be completed all the time, and that can lead to engine lights coming on and eventually, eventually maybe a DPF Failure, so that's your diesel particulate filter could fail. So, some tips to look after your DPF consider installing what he terms an oil fumes separator. Uh, most people would know that as a catch can. So, consider installing a catch can and think twice about leaving your engine oil in for any longer than 10,000 kilometers because some vehicles will have a service interval as long as 20,000 kilometers, and that's according to Andrew, that's ridiculous if you want your diesel to last well beyond the warranty period. So change your oil at 10,000. I know many of us change our oil at 5,000, but 10,000 is what Andrew is suggesting. And every time your diesel is serviced, make sure that your DPF has a forced regeneration burn. So when your diesel is serviced, make sure that it has the DPF has a forced regeneration burn. Now, if you follow those steps, then you're probably going to have a, a pretty pretty easy life with your diesel. So if you want to find out more, then you go to Berrima Diesel Service, Berrima, B-E-R-R-I-M-A, Berrima Diesel Service, and you'll go to their website, which is Berrima, again, B-E-R-R-I-M-A, diesel, D-I-E-S-E-L, dot com, berrimadiesel.com. And I think that's, that's super beaut information. So there's some money earners. You can get some tips for on the road for what you can do. You know about those. You know about stretching your money and all the things. But if you want to spend some money, then you're going to go up to maybe Winton and you'll go to the Australian Age of Dinosaurs in Winton. Now, that's that's amazing. You've got a museum up there. Uh, it's, it's a world-class museum and it's home to the world's largest collection of Australia's largest dinosaur fossils fossils i mean amazing and when you hear about the age of some of these you're going to be blown away so in 2006 there was a rugged mesa and a wilderness area about 24k southwest of winton known as the jump up and that was donated by the britain family and the museum relocated there in 2009 and today that museum houses the world's largest collection of Australian dinosaur fossils and comprises a fossil preparation lab, a reception centre, a dinosaur canyon, and there's got future plans there for Australia's premier natural history museum at Dinosaur Canyon. So it's a non-profit organisation that draws support from all the way across Australia. And if you're interested, it's a beautiful thing. Now, one of the other things they've got there is called the Dark Sky.
Oh, this is amazing because Outback Queensland draws visitors from all over the world to admire the natural environment from the flat plains of the Channel Country to the mesa formations of the Vindex Ranges. And as the museum's position atop the jump up is bereft of population and light pollution, it's the perfect spot to stargaze. So if you're a stargazer, this one's got to go on your list. It's gone on mine now. I've just done the research. <laughs> I'm going there. This is good. And I've been to Winton and did not know about this. So the galaxy has hundreds, as you know. You'd know this, but it's got hundreds of billions, of billions with a B, hundreds of billions of stars, and it stretches 100,000 light years across. And when you're viewing the Milky Way from the jump up, what you're actually seeing is the breadth of, of our spiral galaxy. So... Earth is located about two-thirds of the way out from the centre of the galaxy in one of the spiral arms known as the Orion Arm. So when you're on the jump up, take time to find parts of the Milky Way, which are dark areas, and that's where stars have been blocked out by dark nebulas. And these nebulas are accumulations of gas and dust so thick, so thick that we can't see through them. And those regions are important because eventually the dust will collapse in on itself and become a stellar nursery where... New stars are born. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? So take your, your telescope or your binoculars. Um, and when, when the world is open again, you can even take a picnic out there and just enjoy the southern skies. I think that's just going to be fabulous, fabulous, and more fabulous again. So th there's things out there. You, you've got to go and do it. You've got to go and do it. So then you've got, you've got the... Um, the, the opportunity of going up there in a caravan. If you're going to take a caravan, you might as well get one from Paravans. Paravans Caravan World, they're in Milam Street at Windsor. So you can give them a call on 024577 they've got They've got vans in stock. They've got vans in stock ready for you now. Vans in stock. So if you're ready, if you're ready to go away, or you want to be ready to go away, again, when that flag drops, then go and get your van. Now they've got new vans. They've got vans in stock, they've got new, they've got river, they've got Atlantic, and they've got a whole selection of used vans. I mean, they've got, and, and the prices, they've got this whole spectrum of prices. So if you've got a little bit of money to spend, or a little bit more, or a little bit more again, they've got things up there that you've got to go and see. So you just give them a call on 4577, it's a 02 number, 4577-5577, or go onto their website and have a look at some of those vans for... Um, see their websites paravans paravans p-a-r-r-a-v-a-n-s paravans.com.au i think you're going to enjoy that i think that's going to be fabulous i think that's going to be fabulous for you so here we go why don't we have a little bit of music now this one i know it's going to it's going to hit you i know it's going to hit you it's from red gum it's called only 19 so you know you enjoy that only 19 red gum you hear the sentiment of the words in these songs and again, it's Anzac Weekend, and that's why we're playing all of these for you. So only 19 Red Gum. I'd say you enjoy it, but you don't have to enjoy it. Just take it all to heart, because it's so true. Here we go. Red Gum, only 19. Hey, it's Sunday. Scott Gibbons, you're on the road with me. I'm on the road with you. None of us are on the road at all. But here's Red Gum, only 19, and thanks to our Anzacs. Mum and Dad and Denny saw the passing out parade at Puckapunyal. It was a long march from cadets. 
The 6th Battalion was the next to turn It was me who drew the card We did Canungra and Shoalwater before we left And Townsville lined the footpaths As we marched down to the quay This clipping from the paper Shows us young and strong and clean And there's me in me slouch hat With me SLR and greens God help me I was only 19 From Bungtow riding Chinooks To the dust at Newey Dad I'd been in and out of choppers now for months We made our tents a home VB and pinups on the lockers And an Asian orange sunset through the scrub can you tell me, doctor, why I still can't get to sleep? And night time's just a jungle dark and a parking M16. And what's this rash that comes and goes? Can you tell me what it means? God help me. I was only 19. A four-week operation. Each step could mean your last one on two legs It was a war within yourself But you wouldn't let your mates down Till they had you dusted off So you closed your eyes and thought about something else And then someone yelled out, contact! And the bloke behind me swore We hooked in there for hours Then it got almighty roar Frankie kicked a mine the day that mankind kicked the moon. God help me. He was going home in June. in the Grand Hotel on a 36-hour wreck leaving Bungtown And I can still hear Frankie lying screaming in the jungle till the morphine came and killed the bloody row And the Anzac legends didn't mention mud and blood and tears And the stories that my father told me never seemed quite real I caught some pieces in my back that I didn't even feel. God help me. I was only 19. And can you tell me, doctor, why I still can't get to sleep? And why the Channel 7 chopper chills me to my feet? And what's this rash that comes and goes? Can you tell me what it means? God help me I was only 19 
Ah, uh, yeah, only 19. Darling River Dash. The Darling River Dash. Again, Trent and Ray Morris, they tell us all about how to go from Walgett to Wilcannia. And I tell you, they go to Burke. And, and I haven't been to Burke now for about seven years. But as a kid, I used to go there all the time because we had relos out there. Just a fabulous, fabulous place. But it's the vast landscape of the New South Wales outback, which is ever-changing, ever-changing. It's rugged, dry hills. You've got fertile river plains. It's enriched by vibrant living culture that caravanners, caravanners just love it. They can't get enough of it because it's classic country and you've got classic country characters who will tell you the stories of their ancestors and their larrikin past as drovers and stockmen and fossickers and returned soldiers and the iconic Aussie wildlife, the graceful emus and the impossibly tall red kangaroo. And the and they just graze side by side. It's like a, a living coat of arms. So it's it's just quintessentially an Aussie experience. And people come from around the world just to have that. So the New South Wales Outback it should be really high on your list. It should be high on your list so that, again, when the flag drops, we can get out there and do our thing. And this has got to be the Darling River Run driving adventure. That's got to be something for you to do. So, Walgut to Burke, it's the official description of the Darling River Run touring route. It just stretches from Walgut to Wentworth, but the tourism operators all recommend that you start your trek in Lightning Ridge. Now, if you haven't been to Lightning Ridge, Oh, you've got to go there. It is, it's unique. It's special. It's Aussie. Um, Jimmy and I did that with Betty and Rhonda a little time ago. Oh, what would it be? About two years ago? By golly. Amazing. Amazing. We both took our vans and we had a terrific time. So the upper section of this, it's a thousand kilometre driving route. It's the sealed Kilimaroi Highway. And, and that's easy driving for about 230k, and then you get to Brewarrina, and that star attraction is the Nangua. It's a culturally significant meeting place for local Aboriginal people where ingenious ancient fish traps, and you can still see them there. They extend for several hundred metres out along the riverbed. And then heading further west, you go to Umbi Umbi, which you'd know better as Mount Oxley, and it's a much-do, must-do. You've got to do that one. That's a real adventure that you've got to do. And it, it rises like a monolith from the dead flat surrounding the landscape and provides an incredible, an incredible 360-degree view. So the campground at the top, that you pay some fees there, and that's good because you're on private property, so you've got to do that. That's a nice thing to do. Or you can stay at Rossmore Station nearby, or you can leave your van in Burke if you want to. You can come back to the mountain on a day trip, but you might as well stay there. And, and on the summit, sit back on one of the the mysterious craters, and watch the wedge-tailed eagle soar on the thermals above. By golly, that is just relaxing. If you haven't seen the wedge-tailed eagle soar and just dip and dive, by golly, they're pretty. So if you know Burke, then you know Australia. That's what they say. That's what Henry Lawson immortalised Burke as in 1892 when he identified the town as a microcosm of our turbulent pre-Federation adolescent nation. And from a nomad's perspective... It's still relevant today. You haven't really seen Australia unless you've travelled to Burke and beyond. The back of Burke. You've got to do that. So the amazing outback town offers so much. Visitors enjoy a vibrant mix of the culture, the activities, the landscapes, the lazy Darling River cruise on the Jandra paddle boat. You've got superb displays at the Outback Exhibition Centre. And you've got funny stockmen performing outback shows and doing all the things. So... 
it's there for you. And of course, you've got the Gundabooka National Park. And Burke will keep you busy. It'll keep you busy. So you'll have butte time there. You'll have butte time. Then the caravan park, the Mitchell Caravan Park, that's a goodie. So you've got everything going there for you. So uh, so you, you've got to do that one. Uh, then Darling, the, the, you've, the roads um, between Burke and Menindee, you've got bridges in Louth and Tilper and Wilcannia. So that's good. There's three main things that you've got to do there, what you want to see and what the road conditions are like for your rig. You've got to check that out. Uh, and, and there's so much. The Burke to Wilcannia is something you've got to do. So you go through the Gundabooka National Park, which is just south of Burke, and then the park offers walking trails and stunning landscapes again to caves where you've got um, Aboriginal rock paintings and lookouts with views of spectacular ranges. And if you're travelling, you've just got to do this. So the, there's, there's so much, so much to do. So then you've got the village of Louth. That's a tiny... Um, giant in the outback if you will it's a tiny giant in the days of the bustling riverboat trade it boasted three hotels a cordial factory three bakeries two butchers a post office three churches a chinese garden a general store and a police station and it's now just got a pub which serves as the local cafe and the store it's got a small school a tennis club so you know you can go there and spend some money but when they have the louth races on then the population just it, it just swells. It goes from 100 to 5,000. So the Louth Races, L-O-U-T-H, the Louth Races, that's something you might want to put on your list to do as well. And the road between Louth and Tilper on the western side of the Darling, that's a little bit more narrower. So, you know, be careful there. But it's just a beaut thing. It's just a beaut thing. So you've, you've got to do some of this. So uh, where else can you go? Well, there's more that you can do, but if you do that run, you'll have a fun, fun, fun time. Best place to, best times to visit is winter, summer and spring. The temperatures are pretty easy to handle, so you'll be fine. And there's lots to do there. Now, speaking of lots to do, one of the things that you might want to consider getting, and this is up to you if you're getting a new van or if you're updating your van, is a, is a total management system. And that's with, it's, it's called Red Vision, and it's from Red Arc, R-E-D-A-R-C. This is just an amazing bit of gear. So you, you've got the freedom to explore. That can be achieved as simplistically as throwing the swag on your roof rack, some snags and some beer in the fridge, get some firewood on board and then head for the tracks. But the, the true way to relax is, is having a bit more than just the basics. So you set up your camper or your four-wheel drive as a home base, and then away you go. But self-sufficiency requires an awareness of the range of vitals beyond just the cold beer in the fridge and the power and the water are probably the most critical and worrying things that you can that can put a, a dent in your ambience if you like. So most camper trailers or even uh, four-wheel drives, they've got no shortage of features as far as creature comforts go and they can be well kitted out just like a home but there's one additional feature that ties everything together to make it the ultimate holiday home and that's the Red Vision. It's a total vehicle management system, and it's from Red Arc. So you set off from home. One of the most exciting bits about your trip is just setting off from home, and there's so much things, or so many things to remember, and you've got everything. Did you lock the house properly? Did you leave everything? Is the fridge done? Everything's fine. So then you double-check everything, and then you make tracks. But if you left anything on in your van, that could cause an issue on your drive. So now you don't even need to think about it. With Red Vision, it knows when 
you've started the car and automatically turns off everything in the van for you, except the fridge, of course. And this means you won't arrive at the camp with no water left because uh, you left the pump on <laughs> and the tap vibrated open and, or a pressure hose burst. Uh, you won't have a burn mark on your canvas because you forgot to turn the lights off before winding the top down. So this is just a brilliant bit of gear, a brilliant bit of gear. So along the journey, passengers can see on their phone. So if you've got a smartphone, that the van's charging system is working, that the batteries will be full when you arrive at the end of the day. It lets you know that that stretch of washouts along the track didn't cause your Anderson plug to lose connection or uh, <laughs> without having to even get out of your car. And you don't have to get out of your car to check it. So when rolling into campus, it's getting dark. You can use your smartphone to turn the van's outside lights on before even opening the door. So lighting up the area for a good view around you, you can position the van in the most perfect position without hunting around in the dark for the, for the light switch. So this is just genius. It's fabulous. You can use your smartphone to turn the interior lights on as you're winding the roof up. Um, you can be relaxed. You're free to just climb into bed, turn all the lights off, the fan on, a quick glance assures you that the power is there and you've got plenty of power left for the night. And you're doing that all from your phone because it's connected to this, which is just sensational. So first thing in the morning, it's time to turn on the, the pure sine wave inverter or run to the coffee machine or see how much power you've got uh, current coming into your solar blankets to put power back into your battery. But you can read all of that. And after brekkie and having moved to the water's edge with the awning out on your four-wheel drive and everything's ready to go, the day starts to heat up so you can check on the fridge and the ambient temperatures and seeing that you've accidentally left the inverter on earlier that morning. So the tap of a button means you can just turn that inverter off from your smartphone without having to walk back up the beach to your van. This is it's just amazing. And after the sun sets, not wanting to leave the water's edge just yet, you can turn the outside lights on, fire up the hot water so it's ready for you when you get back so you can have a hot shower. This is just brilliant. It's called Red Vision. It's a Red Vision system. It comes from Red Arc. If you want to find out more, you go to redarc.com.au. Redarc, R-E-D-A-R-C.com.au. They're an Aussie company. They export to the world. They are fabulous. So I, I think that's something you might want to consider doing. It's just it's just fabulous. Another Red Arc prop, prop, another Red Arc product that I, I think they're just an amazing, amazing company. Now, if you want some amazing music, and I think you should, what about the band played Waltzing Matilda? Hey? Eric Bogle. Eric Bogle did this, the band played Waltzing Matilda. If this doesn't bring a tear to your eye, I don't know what will. It's just beautiful. So it's Anzac weekend. We're looking after the Anzacs. They looked after us, and that's why we are free to get out there and do our thing when we're allowed to get out there and do our thing. But the Anzacs made it happen for us, and now... We've got all those special people, the doctors, the nurses, the, the chemists, the scientists, uh, the ambulance man, the paramedics, the fire brigade, the police, all of those people who are looking after us. And because they're doing such a great job, hey, we're winning. We're winning and that's what it's all about. So here we go. The band played Walsing Matilda, Eric Bogle. It's Sunday. I'm Scott Gibbons. Great being on the road with you. Hey, I love being with you every Sunday. We love being with you. Here we go, Eric Bogle. Now when I was a young man I carried me pack And I lived the free life on the rover 
From the Murray's Green Basin to the dusty outback Well, I waltzed my Matilda all over Then in 1915, my country said, son It's time you stop rambling, there's work to be done So they gave me a tin hat And they gave me a gun And they marched me away to the war And the band played waltzing to As the ship pulled away from the quay And amidst all the cheers The flag waving and tears We sailed off for Gallipoli And how well I remember That terrible day How our blood stained the sand and the water And of how in that hell that they called Suvla Bay We were butchered like lambs at the slaughter Johnny Turkey was waiting, he primed himself well He showered us with bullets and he rained us with shell And in five minutes flat he'd blown us all to hell Nearly blew us right back to Australia But the band played waltzing Matilda When we stopped to bury our slain We buried ours and the Turks buried theirs Then we started all over And those that were left, well, we tried to survive In that mad world of blood, death and fire And for ten weary weeks I kept myself alive Though around me the corpses piled higher Then a big Turkish shell knocked me arse overhead And when I woke up in me hospital bed And saw what it had done Well, I wished I was dead Never knew there was worse things than dying For I'll go no more waltzing Matilda All around the green bush far and free To hum tents and pegs A man needs both legs No more waltzing Matilda for me So they gathered the crippled The wounded, the maimed And they shipped us back home to Australia The legless, the armless The blind, the insane Those proud, wounded heroes of Suvla 
And as our ship pulled into circular key, I looked at the place where me legs used to be, and thank Christ there was nobody waiting for me to grieve, to mourn, and to pity. But the band played waltzing Matilda. As they carried us down the gangway, but nobody cheered. They just stood and stared. Then they turned all their faces away. And so now, every April, I sit on me porch and I watch. The parade pass before me, and I see my old comrades how proudly they march, reviving old dreams of past glories. And the old men march slowly, all bones stiff and sore. They're tired old heroes from a forgotten war. And the young people ask, "What are they marching for?" And I ask myself the same question. But the band plays waltzing Matilda, and the old men still answer the call. But as year follows year. More old men disappear. Someday, no one will march there at all. Waltzing Matilda, waltzing Matilda, who'll come a waltzing Matilda with me? And their ghosts may be heard. As they march by that boulevard, come the waltzing Matilda with me. Uh, the band played waltzing Matilda. Does bring a tear to your eye, doesn't it? It does. It does. Now making mistakes. Some of us do make mistakes. I know I've made plenty, <laughs> plenty. And you get to learn because you create lists. You make lists of things so that when you lock up your van, you know that you've turned everything off, etc., etc., etc. So uh, Jasmine Malcolm did a, a bit of a thing, and and she went through some of the issues that people have, and, and what have they done, and and protecting your tow vehicle's battery. Is one of them. So she had a, a fellow who was stranded in the middle of nowhere and he camped for four days and he drained his van batteries. But he forgot to disconnect his Anderson plug from the back of the car. So when he left camp to go and have a bit of lunch, his van batteries were already drained and his fridge began drawing power from his car. So he flattened everything within about 20 minutes. So after jump-starting his car... <laughs> he lost, this isn't funny, but he lost all of his dashboard instruments, including the, speed, the speedometer, and it cost him $400 to get a solenoid installed, uh, and so there you go. The little thing, all he had to do to remember was to unplug the Anderson plug from the back of his car, 
Easy peasy. It just would have been the van batteries that had gone flat. So some people with their breakaway cable, because in New South Wales and much of Australia, you've got to have a breakaway cable. So not installing your breakaway cable correctly can result in a completely ruined van and maybe some possible injury to other motorists. So if your van completely detaches, then that's a problem. And many people connect theirs to a safety chain or a safety chain attached to a point on the tow bar. However, if the tow bar separates from the tow vehicle, then there's nothing to pull the pin on the on the breakaway cable to operate the emergency brake. So to fix this, it's suggested, it's suggested you fit a small stainless steel eye strap to the rear bumper and attach the breakaway cable via a small stainless steel shackle. Now that might be a good idea for you. It might be a good idea. There's so many of these good ideas. Uh, not getting a second opinion on a major mechanical bit of work, that can cost you a lot of money. Some people that she met, uh, they learnt the hard way. They had a mechanic who uh, did some work and he landed them with a $3,000 repair bill, but it didn't fix the problem. And then she did go to another mechanic and he fixed it straight away for nearly nothing. So it can make a lot of difference, save you a lot of money, just get a second opinion, unless you know the person, of course. Um, not fueling up, not fueling up in a remote area, that can cost you heaps too, if you don't fuel up. Because you might think, oh, look, I'll just, I've got half a tank, I'll carry on, I'll go to the next town. And then something happens, uh, you know, the weather changes, anything can happen. So you didn't fill up when you could have. You're going to spend the money anyway. You're going to spend it in that town or the next town you go to. But you can be stranded. You can be stranded because some towns are hundreds of kilometres apart and there's several times that you will find that they don't have your fuel or they don't have a fuel bowser anymore. So if you've got half a tank, fill it up. It's done. Done, done, done. What's another one? Um, damage. Well, a lot of people don't fit a stone guard or maybe a rock tamer to your van before tackling the top end. So if you're going on to uh, remote touring, you get lots and lots of stone damage, and that can really run into a very expensive repair bill. So best, best before, if you know that you're going to go on those rougher roads, then get yourself some, uh, some stone guards. Nice stone guards, a good thing to do. Your caravan man will put one of those on for you. Whoever you, you get your caravan service for, they'll install one of those. So that's a good thing. Uh, if you haven't got a lot of experience in reversing, best advice, best advice is go to a tow school. Go and learn how to tow properly because you will, you will save yourself so much angst if you do that. Running out of power, if you don't have enough power, that can be a real problem. So make sure that you do find out how much power you're going to need or at least have a backup generator handy if you need to or have somebody else with you who's got some additional uh, solar they can plug in for you and let's hope the weather's good and you're not in the shade. <laughs> if you can go, you can go to some remote regions and you still, you still, we are talking 2020, you still don't get full phone reception. So it can be a good idea, a real good idea, maybe a life-saving idea to have a sat phone with you. So not every corner of Australia has got reception, especially, especially so much of the outback and Breaking down can be a problem or you hit, a, you hit an animal and, and you've got a real problem with your vehicle. So a sat phone might be just the thing that's going to save you. And, and th these are just some of the things that, you know, if you've got a list, do prescriptions, by the way, you know, you can, you can have 
you might go to Western Australia and you say uh, you've got your script which was written out by, say, a Queensland doctor, sometimes they can refuse to fill it. Sometimes, and they won't necessarily give you all the all the prescription. They might you, know, you might say, look, I want to have three of these, like three three scripts filled up so that you've got them all ready. And they say, no, we can only do one. So best to get that done where you know you can get that done. Best to have it done where you know you can get it done. Good idea. Um, overweight on your vans, well, not stopping at a Weybridge has severely impacted safety and seen many vendors on, on the wrong side of the law. Like on the wrong side, in Victoria particularly, they're, they're really keen on this. They might send you to a way station or, and, and you can have a problem. So best to do two things. One, take your van to a Weybridge empty so that you know what it weighs. And then load it up with all your gear and your and, and your water and whatever else and your gas bottles and everything. And then take it back again and get it reweighed. And then you will know. You will know. Because sometimes if you have an accident your van's overweight, you may not get your insurance payout. You may not get your insurance payout. You know, so weight can impact the way that the van tows and can place extra pressure on your suspension components. That can cause unnecessary wear. Tyres can then wear unevenly and deteriorate before they should. So, you know, there's some things. There's some things. These are all going to save you money if you do it. Saying hi to your neighbours is a good idea. You know, if you if you get to meet the people and have a nice little, a nice little g'day here yarn, uh, then you'll find things will be a lot better, especially if you're going to use a generator. You can say to them, listen, I'm running it up until this time. Is that okay? If they wanted a bit less than that. You know, you've, you've solved the problem before you've created a problem. Same thing with chainsaws and, you know, camping too close to people, using too much of their space, that sort of thing. you just got to... Etiquette's one of those really good things that everybody, everybody should learn. Um, hitching your van... <clears throat> pardon me, hitching your van correctly. Wow, that's, that's something. Uh, sometimes you'll see people and they're hitching up and somebody comes across to say goodbye or to have a little chat or whatever and the mind goes off the job. You might have seen it happen too, because I I know of people who have hitched up, but they haven't even put their safety chains on, not done it. So things like that, again, that can blow your insurance. So make sure that before you drive away, if you've done the hitching up, get somebody else to double check it for you. If you're traveling with somebody else, or there's a neighbor or whatever, or have a checklist. Have a checklist to say, yes, I've done this, I've done that, I've done that, I've turned my gas bottles off, I've put my chains on, I've put my breakaway on, Everything's fine. Good, good, good. Taking the taking the chocks out of the way. Excellent. So good thing to do. Now always check that your tires or your wheels are, are, are on properly. And if you've been driving for a fair bit, then stop and just check. Just check, pull out your wheel brace and check that they are tied up or tightened up properly. And it's a good thing to do. Good thing to do. So your checklist is the thing that is going to save you all the money. You know, develop a, a habit of doing a walk around your caravan before you drive away. Before you drive away. Because there may be something, like I know on all of my gear, I've got a, a yellow tape that I put around on all my tools, all my gear, um, every peg. Whatever I've got has got a yellow bit of tape around it so I can I can look around quickly and see it. You know, And I also know that it's mine. <laughs> You know, if two people are pulling out the same bit of tool to do the same sort of job, somebody's going to tighten up something, then I know which one's mine and it saves all the problems. All the problems, there's no arguments then. Everyone knows that's mine. So uh, keep your van clean when you're storing it. When you come back from a trip, clean it. 
Now take the time to give your RV a really good clean inside and outside and underneath and, and remove all the traces of mud and road grime and bugs and whatnot. It'll take all, it, it just makes it so much nicer for you. And then inflate your tyres to the maximum pressure so that helps to reduce flat spots and helps to reduce cracking on your tyres and um, position your stabiliser legs down. Cover the tyres as Jimmy mentioned earlier, cover your tyres so that they're protected from the UV because the UV is going to be a problem. Um, there's a lot of debate about how to leave your water tanks. A lot of people try to add a cleaning solution on their way home from a trip and then leave the tanks empty until they take off again. So that, that's something. You know, storing your van, if you can store it undercover, good thing to do, good thing to do. Uh, if you can, if you're going to go on, if you're getting a new van, if you're new to vanning, then do go on a shakedown trip. <laughs> do do it because you'll find that you've probably taken too much stuff. Probably you've taken too much stuff. So what do you really need to take? What's all the things that you need? And talk to other people who are vanners. Talk to them. You know, what, what are the right products for the job? You know, some people, I swear by WD-40 for so many things, but there are so many things that you don't use WD-40 for. So, you know, you don't try and put WD-40 in an area that's going to get all dusty because that, that can create a real, a real problem. You know, it can cause things to be bad rather than to be really good. So it's got so many uses, WD-40, and I love it. I don't drive without having it there, but there are some cases that you don't use it. Um, and, and it's a good idea, it's a good idea, you'll find that some people just don't want to have a chat or a bit, because they might be, they might be on a holiday and they just want some alone time, they just want to be alone, you know, and regardless of, of all the drought conditions, and, and by golly we've had some droughts, don't just leave your roof hatches open because, you know, you can get a lot of things blow in and it causes a problem, you know. And that's the sort of thing that you've got to do. Try and do the things that, that you want to do. Make sure that they're fun. Um, a lot of people, they think, gee, I've got an off-road van. Now I can go faster on the corrugations. No, you can't. No, you can't. Don't go faster on the corrugations because you think you've got an off-road van. You, will, you can do damage. <laughs> you can do a lot of damage. So, you know, protect things. If, you, if you're going off-road, Climb underneath your van, have a look to make sure that all your, your tanks and your plumbing, your gas lines and whatnot are all protected because that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. The other thing we want to do is we want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for looking after our sponsors. Thank you for telling so many people to listen to the show because we, we know we're growing. We know we're growing and we're going national. We are national now. We're on the vast network and we're all the way through from Bathurst and Mudgee and we're going to Gosford shortly. So everything is terrific. So because we love Australia, because we can say thank you to the Anzacs, because we can say thank you to all the emergency personnel, the people who are looking after us now, thank you to them. It's because of them that we've got a home amongst the gum trees. And if we're going to have a home amongst the gum trees, then we've got to listen to John Williamson. Here he is now. I'll see you next Sunday. You've been terrific. It's Scott Gibbons. We're on the road. This show is called On the Road. I love being with you. Thanks so much. Look after our sponsors. And thanks for looking after Australia. I've been around the world a couple of times and maybe more. Seen the sights, I've had delights on every foreign shore But when my mates all ask me the place that I adore I tell them right away What do we tell them? Give me a home among the gum trees With lots of plum trees A sheep, a two, a kangaroo, a clothesline out the back Veranda out the front 
and an old rocking chair. You can see me in the kitchen cooking up a roast of Vegemite on toast. Just you and me, a cup of tea. Later on, we'll settle down and go out on the porch and watch the possums play. Give me a home among the gum trees with lots of plum trees. A sheep, a tuak, a kangaroo, a clothesline out the back, veranda out the front, and an old rocking chair. There's a safe place up the corner and a woolies down the street, and a brand new place they've opened up where they regulate the heat. But I trade them all tomorrow for a little bush retreat with a kookaburra's call. Give me a home among the gum trees with lots of plum trees. A sheep, a tuak, a kangaroo, a clothesline out the back, veranda out the front, and an old rocking chair. Up we go. Some people like their houses with fences all around. Others live in mansions and some beneath the ground. But me, I like the bush, you know, with rabbits running round and a pumpkin vine out the back. This is your turn. Give me a home among the gum trees with lots of plum trees. A sheep, a tuak, a kangaroo, a clothesline out the back, veranda out the front, and an old rocking chair. Give me a home among the gum trees with lots of plum trees. A sheep, a tuak, a kangaroo, a clothesline out the back, a 